Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we're doing a backlash recap. We are talking about the upcoming Money in the Bank ladder matches, and we're talking about Okada versus Tanahashi, and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the band from Ringside Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Facey Keebler. And to my <laughs> right, as always, we have two beers. Zach Pullman. What's going on, Zach? I'm very humid. I don't know if it's the room you or... You got sweaty pits? Just sweaty everything. Sweaty balls? Yeah, it's all just like a tropical storm down there. And mm. to his right, as always... <laughs> We have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Hashtag Boo the Heels. It's all good, baby. Uh, just want to give the quick shout out to our people at the Three and Out Sports Network. Uh, you can go find us at the Three and Out Radio.com on Friday nights at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time, along with Spreaker.com. Same time, same place, same bat channel. All good, baby. Uh, I think I'm going to be the voice of reason this week, which is kind of scary, but I'm going to see how this unfolds first. And if you're checking us out there, you can check us out on all the major social media outlets at Band from Ringside, BFR Zach with an H, BFR JCB, BFR Bill, uh, BFR Pod on Twitter and Instagram, Band from Rings on Facebook, and Friends of BFR on Facebook. Please yeah, join us at Friends of BFR on Facebook. Check, check the spot. Uh, Man, check that's the, the spot. Post, we have tweets, lots of fun. All that good stuff. It'll save you some grief. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about tonight, guys. Tons of stuff to talk about. <laughs> Before we get going too far, we'd like to say that our one of our sponsors tonight is Soul Taco. Soul Taco has Step the best down, Korean-Mexican fusion food. Uh, in the uh, bi-state area, I'd say, and also Chicago, they have places in, they have two food trucks driving around St. Louis. They have a brick and mortar place on the loop. They have a place in Chesterfield, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, where we will be at All In, and Columbia, Missouri. So if you're listening and you're within uh, driving distance of Soul Taco, we recommend checking it out. They have the best tacos, burritos, goji bowls, nachos, quesadillas uh kimchi other uh, kimchi's fire by the way the kimchi slaw the fried rice all sorts of stuff so go check out uh soul taco uh without further ado we're gonna get to oh i should also say we're coming at you from the exquisite yeah, i was getting ready to say you forget something I, I knew i was going too fast <laughs> We're getting. We're coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in beautiful, hot St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, uh, air just kicked in. It feels real nice. St. Oh, Louis, yeah. Missouri was like, "Hey guys, it's winter. It's winter," and they show you that left hand, and then bam, they punch you with the right. <laughs> Ninety degrees. And all of a sudden, it's, it's fucking summertime, man. I got the AC on. I'm, I'm not skimping on AC. I know that you agree with me there, Zach. Yeah, there's two like, things I don't skimp on in life. Oh Jesus! And I'm very conscious of energy. Conservation and waste. Yeah. But do not skimp on air conditioning and toilet paper if you really want <laughs> to live bougie, even if you're not bougie. Yeah. I agree. Completely. That wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> we have we're not we're not saddled tonight with Rich. No. We're not saddled tonight with Sam. Mr. Thank Perfect is not here. God. Jeez. We got Andrew Bushway turning the knobs tonight. Wally Pip, dare I say, I, commanding the knobs tonight. Oh, he yeah. could take over. You keep playing. He's the man. He's and the man. Uh, without further ado, we're gonna get to 
our three counts. JCB, kick us off. I know you think I'm going to go to a place that I normally go, which is to the negative. However, here's your Adam Wainwright. Nine to, uh, I'm sorry, 10 to two. No, 10 to two, 10 to six. 12, 12, 12, 12 to six. 12 to six. <laughs> yeah, I'm high. Tanahashi Okada, let's get it on. He is, I watched him yeah, smoke. I was about to say, I'm, I'm banked. Um, Saturday, early Saturday morning, Tanahashi and Okada. Okada and Tanahashi both tied with 11 consecutive title defenses. So history. And they fought for the IGWP belt. See, you think, you think, talk about me. You the one that's messing up the layers. Held by such prestigious people as Brock Lesnar. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Shinsuke. Did I mess AJ. it up? Oh, I'm just throwing IWGP. IW, oh, I'm I just said IGWP. No, no, we're not. We're not look, look. We're, we're, I didn't we're even smoke with you. For this first okay, time yeah, let's go okay, positive. Yeah, after that, you guys can take over. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened? Title match, obviously, between the two. History is going to be made one way or the other. Either if Akata wins, he breaks the record. If Tanahashi wins, obviously, they're tied at 11 wins, and Tanahashi really stakes his claim as the ace of New Japan. 34-minute barn burner. Meltzer gave it five and a half stars. Okay, great. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's a great match if you get the chance to see it. It is another outstanding Okada match. Tanahashi steps up at the age of 40. He's putting on a 34-minute. 41. 41. 1-76. Scorpio's in the house, Okada and Tanahashi, so that's always a good thing. Anyway, um, it's, it's an amazing match. And this... Watching this before Backlash really in, reinforces the fact why I like New Japan more. And it's not a knock against WWE. It's not like I'm going to never watch WWE again. But It might be a little bit of a knock no, against it's not. WWE. Everybody, everybody I mean, does it a different way. WWE is sports entertainment. New Japan is a strong style wrestling. I like the more of the strong style wrestling versus the sports entertainment that I see on Monday, Tuesdays, and you know every six weeks on a Sunday. At the end of the day, this is a this is a historic match, number one, for obvious reasons. But for number two, it really gives thirty-four minutes of telling a story. Not even if if you're like me, you don't really know the back end of the story. And uh Tupir is gonna talk about the back end here in a little bit, but just watching the match, if you just know this is an historic match where you're gonna have something special happen for th- in that thirty-four minutes, they told a great story. Obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, Okada wins, so he breaks the record. And then, obviously, at that point, a new challenger arises, and Okada is going down the list of victims that he's taken out in these 11 guys. And then, all of a sudden, Kenny Omega's name pops up, and he calls out Kenny Omega. So, Kenny Omega struts down to the ring, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is getting ready to get good. What the fuck is going on? Just blonde as F. In the Golden Lovers. Okay. We'll talk about that in a second. So Kenny is like, okay, yeah, we could do this, but we can't do it your way. Uh, Okada wanted to do a no time limit match. Kenny's like, okay, I'll take that. We can go one step further. We can be- do best two out of three. So Okada's like, best two out of three, no time limit. Okay, we could do this. Sounds good. I'm like literally at six in the morning with my mouth agape. Like, <laughs> holy fucking shit. You, did- you thought that this couldn't get better? And then they just upped the ante more. They went 60 minutes without a pinfall. So now we're going to go two out of three with no time limit? This is the knock against WWE. They have a roster 
stacked full of guys, and they would they couldn't come up with this if their lives depended on it. They cannot come up with a better match with what they have right now. Because because storyline. Okay, well, I mean it's because if, of Vince. If you gave Triple, if I'll go, if I'll go if, this far. If, if their lives depended on, H, they could do it. If you gave Triple H control of the roster for one night. And you told him to outdo this one match with this roster, he still couldn't do it. I the disagree story with lines that. are jacked up and they don't develop story and they don't develop characters. Two That's be- why you couldn't do it. Two beer, uh, you have a pretty good grasp on the history of Tanahashi and Okada. Uh, why don't you break it down for us a little bit? And I'll because disagree too. Not not everybody that listens and even myself, I don't know the history no, of Okada and Tanahashi. No, I, I watched the match, but why don't you break it down for us, Two Beer? And just to your guys' point, uh, I'll disagree because the reason why this is so great is because of long-time booking and long-time storytelling. Thank you. WWE does not have that. It nope. just doesn't exist. It's whatever. It's like you're in a six-week window of pay-per-view to pay-per-view. And anyway, I won't get... No, no, that. no. We, that's the negative. Yeah. Let's talk positive. But uh, the positives of this, um, so the reason why this match is great, besides just a good story in the ring in like 30-something minutes, and I mean, this is six years in the making. So uh, just a little background on the Tanahashi Okada thing. Uh, Mid-2000s, New Japan was not what it is now. Um, it had been kind of shitty. It had been kind of run into the ground by its previous owner. New leadership came in. And they had this guy that they were going to push, and he was a young guy, 29 years old, fucking amazing. His name was Tanahashi. So they put the company behind him uh, in the same way that, you know, WWE's doing Reigns, only they did it right. Even at the same time period, uh, WWE did the same thing with Cena. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. About 2005, right? Give or take. Yep. Yeah. So that's the mid 2000s. Uh, 2007, Okada comes in as a young lion, and. You know, the young lions, you see them on the shows, and, you know, they're, they're trainees. Open the show or whatever. They're, like, developmental. They yeah. open the shows. They're kind of, like, featured players on SNL. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's a great analogy. Same. Like, uh, you know, they're not uh, Keenan Thompson, but they're uh, right. also featuring, you know, right. whoever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, in 2010, there was a match between Okada and Tanahashi, uh, and that's kind of, like, non-canon as far as, like, this feud goes, because it was right before Okada goes to TNA, in 2010, because I just looked it up today, Okada is 30 right now. Yeah. So 2010, he was, 20, he was 22. Years, 22 years old. That's crazy. He's like That's fucking crazy. Pete Dunne. Right, know? yeah. So goes to TNA, or, you know, he loses the match, of course. I mean, it's the fucking ace. It's Tanahashi's the ace of the company. He's a young lion. He challenges him, loses the match, goes to TNA for a couple of years, gets saddled with a shitty gimmick, buried... Blah, blah, blah. Comes back at Wrestle Kingdom 6 as the Rainmaker that we all know and love now. The spoiled rich kid. What's he do? He immediately challenges the ace. That's what we would expect out of modern day like like the Rainmaker. Yeah. Demands a match with him. So it happens at New Beginnings. It's 2012 now. Fucking wins. Like 20-something minutes. One Rainmaker. Just fucking wins. Everybody loses their mind. Damn Uh, right. Yeah. It's a big deal. Huge deal. Uh, you know, Tanahashi doesn't sit down. He's the fucking ace. Gets a match at Dominion. Wins the title back. Uh, Okada, seeing no other recourse, decides he's going to win the G1. So, uh, wins the G1 at Wrestle Kingdom 7. They have their number three match, and Okada lost. Um, but uh, he wins at the Invasion Attack. After this, this is, like, I'm not going to go through all of this because it's just way too much. But, uh... The next G1, you know, they face again. They've both lost three matches. 
Uh, they both won four matches, exceeded a time limit. So it's kind of like a nothing match. Right. Uh, Naito won that G1. My boy. Yes. Um, so Okada's, you know, the, the champ. Uh, Tanahashi challenges him for the last time and says, I either win this match and I'll be ace forever, or you win and you're the ace. Uh, he loses. So Tanahashi loses. Mm. Um, you know, sits down for a little while. Um, the next Wrestle Kingdom, we've got Okada versus Naito because Naito won the G1. Doesn't main event. Does not main event. That's right. Okada versus Naito didn't main did event. Main event. Right. What, main, the what main evented it? Tanahashi Nakamura. Yeah, it was for the, uh, for the yeah. IC. So we're talking about Roman Reigns stuff right now. Like, right. why the fuck is Roman Reigns? Like, so he's like, why is Tanahashi main eventing right. when he's just going for the IC championship? So was it Tanahashi that made that main event or was it Nakamura? It was a fan was, vote, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was a fan vote. And Nakamura the fan vote was, way was over. yeah, you had the two of the most over guys in the the company in a match versus Naito Okada, where it's two of the of the up and coming guys, and they let it, they let the fans vote. The fans voted that the Nakamura Tanahashi match was going to be the main event, even though it was for the Intercontinental Belt. Oh my god, I have so many questions. I want to watch yeah. all these matches. They both win. They're both, you know, top of their game. Um, eventually, they both lose the title. Uh, they're neither one of them are at the top of their game. Uh, but then Wrestle Kingdom 2016 comes around, and this is like their third five star match, like from Meltzer. Yeah, and uh, Okada wins. You know, kind of cementing his place as the ace, the current ace. Um, and, you know, we've we've had some things like develop since then. But long story short, I mean, none of that really matters. Like, go back and watch it. Put your nine hundred ninety nine yen to good use. I know. There you go. I know. I am. Yep. Yep. Speak. Um, so was. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm just saying, like, just you know, spend a couple hours. The the time that it would take you to watch just one backlash pay per view, you could watch six years easy, of what is arguably what easy. is arguably the greatest yeah, rivalry right, in wrestling history. So, I mean, do you think that uh, Okada winning with one Rainmaker was a callback to the very first match they ever had? Like, is the, is that what it was? Because Okada won with one Rainmaker not in the first this match, match, but the first. The first, the first title match, Rainmaker. Yeah, you know, yes, uh, absolutely could have been. Um, I mean, also, I heard Jason say he said it was an historic match, and I say it was a historic match. And I know, an, a, I know, the, an, the I know, an historic match is correct. But you, you're a professor. You were an English really? professor. Like, really? how I, do you say it? Do really? you say an historic or a historic? It is. It is an. Historic, but I have a problem not pronouncing the H. So right, because H is a, say a historic. I do too. Colloquially. All right, good. Thank yeah. you very much. Jesus Christ, the fucking. Anyway, I'm English jealous. Nazi. I didn't get to watch this match yet, so I think uh, you weren't supposed to say that. Man. I know. I didn't. I just didn't get a chance. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and put my yen to good use, and I'm going to watch this thing again. You know, I've seen a couple of the matches. I haven't seen all of them, but there's eight matches there. It was um, great. Uh, the thing that. Um, I love the match. They told a, they told a real story throughout the throughout the entire thing, which um, I brought up on Twitter the other night, talking about Rusev versus Brian, who only got twelve or thirteen minutes on SmackDown. That telling a story has a lot to do with how good a match goes, because they told the story about how Rusev's wrist was messed up, so he couldn't put Brian in the accolade, and that goes a long way. Um, okay, so moving forward. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Okada <laughs> as a at, at Dominion for in a 
non-timed two out of three, two out of three falls match. I Jesus. said to Jason, I go, what's the over under on this? And I said, if I said it's 80 minutes, what would you say? And he goes, that's too far. And I said, what about 70 minutes? Would you put it as an, as an over or under? Because they went 60 minutes and didn't have one fall. Now, WWE will have a two out of three falls match and they, they'll get it done within 11 minutes. Right. The no first, problem the first at all. fall happens in 15 seconds. Right. That's, that's the way it always goes. New Japan, can you see these guys having a 90 minute match, Jason? We said I want to set the over under at seventy. I'm gonna. Go I'll take the over, over. I'll take the over, but it's not gonna go ninety. Eighty was the number that was that the, was knee the jerk first reaction. thing I said. Well, that was the knee jerk reaction. We set the bar at eighty. The at the over under to me that's a push. I'll say eighty minutes sounds about right. They are one one and one right now. Right. Uh, Zach, what do you think? Over under eighty minutes. Over I mean, under seventy. Over over under 70 minutes. Yeah, I, I would say over, but I'm thinking like, like 75. 75 minutes at most. What if I said over under 75? Um, I'd probably just say under, but not much. Okay, uh, that'll bring us to our two counts. Two beer. Two count is going to be... Um, Backlash. Um, there's a lot of backlash about backlash. Look at him. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I spent way too long on Sunday watching that shit and fretting about it. And uh, I just kind of came to a decision in my life. This is a personal decision. Um, I'm going to let my yin speak more for me um, anymore and, and less my dollars. I'm not canceling network. I'm not going to stop watching. I can't tell you I'm still going to watch NXT religiously every week. I'll still watch the pay-per-views, um, you know, but I'm probably going to be hitting the highlights on Raw and SmackDown. Um, 205 has kind of picked up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Nothing crazy. But the just the fact that Come on, man. you have get the it, best roster in the world. Get it out. And you just can't even put on a good pay-per-view. I mean, it wasn't even a good pay-per-view. Rollins and Miz was about the only thing worth watching on that. Ooh, and that was good. That was a good match. And that opened the and show. And it opened the show, and it was just all downhill from there. I'll tell you what, I knew who was going to win that match. You knew Seth Rollins was going to win. But when you're in the moment and you're watching that match, you're like, damn, oh, make you miss. No, that was what, a couple of times I what thought. What are they doing? I was like, what are they doing? Oh, what? what? Yeah. Yeah. Miss, had, Miss had two great matches this week. He yeah. also had a great match yeah, versus Hardy Jeff good. Hardy. Hardy um, that pay per view sucked dick. I mean, it was terrible. It was, it was not that bad. No, no, it was, it was really bad. bad. It was okay. not that bad. All right, well, let's go down. Let's let's run it down. Okay. Uh, we'll go to AJ Nakamura, double count out with, with just a nut shot match. The match itself was good. The ending was bad. I understand you want to prolong this feud. I get it. But just be more creative about how you do it. From yeah, but start see, to we're the suckers because we watched the Greatest Royal Rumble. That could have been the finish of the Greatest Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would have been fine with that because it was very house showy anyway. What you did was you had two matches in such a close time. You should have had one or the other. Don't have them both. Yeah. And then if you wanted to use whichever crappy finish of your choice, double count out or guys can't make the bell for, for the 10 count, use it one time. Now, when you've done, done it back to back, now you're leaving this, you know, air of uncertainty of what's going on. The match itself was good. The endings are bad. Well, endings are parts of matches. I'm not disagreeing and with that's you. A, but I'm, that's a shitty match. The meat of the no, match was more like match. their Wrestle Kingdom matches. It was 
like right. That was it was more like that match. It was like, a strong style match yeah, where they also, just basically let them go. I think everybody's waiting for them to have this five star classic, and they, it's not going to happen. Uh, it's probably not going to happen, but it's not going to happen in the middle of the feud. If they bust it out, it's going to happen. It's going to have to be a main event at some point. Never. I understand why they didn't want to have it be the main event at Backlash because uh, it was a double count out and it's hard to end a show like that. Right. But having the match end with Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe also was not good. I mean, like, basically, like, WWE at this point with Shinsuke and AJ are just like, uh, you know, some, like, random, like, vulgar dude that meets a chick at the club. And he's like, I'm going to show you this dick. I got this dick. He's like, this dick's so fucking good. You fucking, everybody loves this dick. And then she's like, all right, well, let's see the dick. And it's like, nothing. <laughs> like, that's what we've gotten with this feud. Okay, but, okay. I'm not going to disagree with <laughs> that was a good analogy. I'm not going to disagree with Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns. Obviously, the the backlash for lack of a better term, you got got you got people leaving the stands. Everybody knew what was going to happen. You wanted Joe to win for the, the non Roman Reigns guys, but I'm going to save my Roman Reigns rant for later. Yeah, what I was about to say that would be three count. You're fine. Well, no, whatever, whatever be- you want to do it, just whatever. Anyway, the point is, oh, that thanks. was a bad match. I'm just, no, I'm just, this is what I'm saying. I, I know the the knee-jerk reaction was, oh, this pay-per-view sucked. It didn't suck. It wasn't that good. No, it sucked. No, it, it, it there was good matches here. It just, uh, okay, the so endings of a lot of matches Daniel just Daniel Bryan versus away. Big Cass, what you think? I have no problem with that. You should have put be pushing Cass, but this is going to be a long-term running feud. Daniel Bryan gets round one. Big Cass will get round two. You'll bounce it back and forth. Big Cass could eventually win it. Daniel Bryan is going to be champion at some point. It's not doesn't really matter who two wins beards. This. Jeff Hardy versus RKO. What you think? Oh, that that happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just... I know Jeff Hardy did a uh, swanton bomb and like just landed right on top of Randy Orton. <laughs> like didn't do that thing where he kind of slides in front of him yeah. and like makes it look good, but it doesn't actually hurt the guy laying on top of him. He just landed right on top of Randy He's Orton. Like, Here's I'm going to do a rib and I'm going to break your fucking ribs. Andy, uh, we got Jesus. Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, it's always a good formula when you have the really, really big face fighting the tiny, tiny heel. That's a natural uh, wrestling thing that they got going there. They should have just did a different match. Okay, uh, that's just... You have Carmella we, we being Charlotte on. clean. Not a huge fan of the ending, but the match itself was fine. I, I mean, mean if, Charlotte, if Charlotte breaks Asuka's record, or breaks Asuka's streak, and then a month later... Not even a month later, loses to Carmella clean, and Carmella is clearly not the end ring performer that a lot of different women in the WWE are. What is? What are they doing? This is like the Alzheimer's that they suffer from. Like it's just like they just forget immediately. You forget. Like there's no long term. Like anything. Charlotte just broke Oscar's streak, and, and then now you have she's Carmella. hurt. Okay, so what do you want to do at this point? You have Carmella win dirty. It doesn't matter. Charlotte is Teflon. You can have Charlotte lose 50 in a row from this point on. Okay. She can still come back and be champ. I think she should be a heel. Okay, Um, but that's not the point. Braun Strowman and Lashley versus KO and Sami Zayn doesn't even need to be mentioned. That's the thing. So many of these, like, you're just reminding me that I actually sat through them. I fucking forgot about them. That's Uh, a bad show. I do. uh, We should just dwell on a second about how good. That might have been Miz's best match ever against Seth Rollins. It was twenty. It was, really it was twenty-two or twenty-three minutes. They told a long story. There were a lot of good near falls. 
Seth Rollins can bring anybody to a great match. I, I mean, now I think the match that I want to see is Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. I mean, mm. or Seth Rollins versus Nakamura. I mean, that's really what I'm looking for. It, Seth Rollins maybe is maybe bring it into a three way. Seth Rollins. <laughs> Seth, Rollins, Seth Rollins is on such a roll right now that Seth, I yeah. like Seth Rollins could make anybody look great, and he made the Miz look great. He really did. And I've been on the Miz train for a long time. I think the the Miz has always been a better in ring worker than a lot of people give him credit for. But as a whole, if you gave it one out of ten star or one out a uh, grade from one to ten, I'd say that Backlash was a three. And that's shitty for a pay per view, right? Like Seth and Miz is like an eight and a half. Yeah, you know. But everything else was awful. Yeah. I mean, nobody even wants to see Daniel Bryan versus Cass. Nobody wants to see Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe if but Roman Reigns is going to go over. Okay, they've but, had good matches before, and it wasn't even necessarily like I know a lot of people got heat on Joe because he kept doing rest holds, but that's like a very heel thing to do. Right now, maybe it's not the best move after like a double count out. And the energy's down, but like I loved Joe doing that because like people were like booing him, and he. I one time he said all night. Oh, should we? I mean, should we do it right now? I'll go into my Roman Reigns thing right now. Roman Reigns has lost it. They've killed Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has, um, the way that he's been booked, compiled with the way with the type of performer he is, has turned into a nothing. And the point is that Vince McMahon's going to make money despite himself. That's exactly right. He's going to make money despite himself because we're going to keep watching. Yep. Because we're a bunch of marks. Yep. The the Gen Pop is going to keep buying tickets and keep tuning in. Yep. But that doesn't make it good. Nope. Like, he's going to make money despite himself. Stops at a whole time. How much more money could he make? If he just turned Roman Reigns heel, Roman Reigns is a shitty promo with two moves. And now they're going to go back to Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Here's the problem. They tried to do two separate stories that have worked in the past. And now you can't do it with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns needs to be more like, and I'm not even trying to bring this up. It's just because it's who I saw. He should be more like Okada. You can be face at at any point. He can be heel at any point. Okada is just Okada. Roman Reigns can't. He can. They just book him in a way that they want him to be the face as the top premier babyface. This new angle they're doing is the Daniel Bryan angle. We've been put down. You can't get the title. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, it's so the weak. The one before that is is Daniel Bryan light. The sympathetic, okay, you know, I just got my ass kicked by, you know, uh, Brock But he Lesnar. works heel. He works heel. I don't think so. But. He acts like a babyface. He works heel. The only thing he doesn't do is cheat. But he works heel, man. Flipping his hair back and all that shit that he does, that's a heel move. Also, that's, he looks like a superhero. Yeah, it's the only way to save him. I mean, he's ruined. Like He's ruined. The only way. Ruined. He's a shitty promo, too. On this line of path, I might tend to agree with you. Go ahead. That's the only way to save him. And, I mean, this again, they have short memories. Like, do you not remember that the way that Austin got over, and he's the biggest baby face in history, is he ran heel? In history. The way that Rock got over is he ran heel. Yes. Until people loved him. And yes. then he was a natural face. Like, 
Why is that so hard to understand? Fucking Daniel Bryan started off his face run saying no. Well, he started going yes, yes as a heel, and everybody goes no, no. And then he started going no, no. Everybody said yes, yes, and then he turned into the biggest, one of the biggest baby face since Austin, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Like, how do you, how is it so easy for everyone to see but Vince? And now they're going to put him in a program with Jinder Mahal, and this is the real litmus test. This has to prove to Vince. Like, if you put him against Jinder Mahal, and you know what's going to happen? People are going to cheer for Jinder Mahal. Oh, they're going yeah. to the cheer, get Jinder over. They're going to cheer Jinder Mahal. Oh, God. Like, the only way to get Jinder Mahal as a f- over as a face is to put him against Roman Reigns. It's completely backwards. This is why wrestling is the most fascinating <laughs> fucking art form in the world, man. Because you have this shit where you have a guy like Roman Reigns that Everybody that can grow facial hair hates. <laughs> I don't hate the man. I just I hate the character. Yeah, I I, I, I still like character. Roman, but they've ruined him for me too. As a Roman fan, I, he's ruined. Yeah, he's there's ruined. no reason to be a fan of him though either. Fuck him. I'm done with him. I am so done with him, man. If he it, sucks. He doesn't. His suck. promo the other night sucks. Why does it suck? Because it sound makes him sound whiny. No, I said it on Twitter the other night. It sounds like he's on Tough Enough in 2004. He sounds like he's cutting a promo for the first time ever. Like he just stepped off of some basketball court at the YMCA, and he's six foot eight, and he was playing power forward with a bunch of fucking nobodies. And then he was like, "I'll try out wrestling," and they were like, "How?" Can you cut a promo? And he goes, well, I guess I can. Uh, these guys, they don't want me to be champion, so I'm going to be champion. He sounds like a fucking nerd. <laughs> He's a fucking shit-ass promo wow. with two fucking moves. Wow. He sucks. Yep. Admit it. I, Admit I, it. I, I'm not, I can't. I, I honestly can't. In this day and age, I will give you this. He cannot cut a good promo. We all can agree with that. Given time. On a scale it, of 1 to 10. In ring, he's still good. On a scale of one to ten, what would you give him as a promo? Two, three. That's about right. Okay, in ring, what would you give him? Seven. <laughs> what would you give Ricochet? <laughs> Fuck, in ring, you'd be like nine point five. Yeah, 10. Okay, so you're only giving Roman Reigns two point five below Ricochet. It's a different style. It is a different style, and that's okay. What would you give Sid Vicious? Like a Three. <laughs> yeah, I know. So what do you give Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns is much more athletic. He's They're the way, same. No, They're not. definitely They're, not. I mean, first of all, I Roman has not take broken on his this. leg like on I, camera. I can't I, wait to take shit on this on you, Facebook for saying that right now. You should. Okay, so what would you give uh, Braun Strowman? Ring work? Yep. Ooh, that's tough. I have to think about it for a second. Four, five. Yeah, I'd go five, six, maybe. That's going to be say, generous. Yeah, just that there's nothing that he's doing that... He shouldn't be doing. I'm, I mean, the drop kicks are Ro- cool. Who who's comparable to Roman's height and weight? Cesaro. Cesaro's probably about his height. Yeah, probably he's about, got, always got that vest on. I don't know probably about his weight. What's he weigh? Like any like he's got like a forty pound difference. Yeah, I, I have know, no idea what he weighs. You can't put anybody. You can't put Roman Reigns against Cesaro. That's that's not even fair. No, I say they're about the same height, about the same weight. So, what is Roman Reigns as an in-ring performer, and what is Cesaro? Okay, if we're doing that, then if Cesaro has to at least be an eight, if not nine. It's I'm, tough I'm, too I'm because, Cesaro. like, it's tough. I'm sure Cesaro's a little lighter than him, yeah, but probably not very much. But here's the thing: is it's tough because you know we talk about ring work, but like 
Cesaro has not been in as many high profile matches. Right. It's just not a thing. Now let you go back to watch ROH you and some NXT, you don't you can't appreciate what Cesaro is. This is a watered down version of But I've uh, seen Cesaro he was in uh, ROH. Claudio Castiglioli. Okay, I wasn't even gonna try it. Thank but you. I, but I've seen <laughs> but I've but I've seen Cesaro do things that are crazy though, like completely run like a like off the a, rope, spinning, yeah. you know, spinning corkscrew into yeah, somebody. D- yeah, and he does the, 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 the European uppercut, uppercut and yeah, everything. I, good, like I said. So, they, can we just admit that Roman Reigns, we're giving Roman Reigns the soft bigotry of low expectations? Can we just admit that? That we, we are giving him a lighter load because we're trying to make excuses for him to be... No, to me, there's no excuse. He has to do better. Now, if you have to go into the mirror and practice your promos... That's you, not what I'm you, saying. Go ahead. I'm saying that people people give him the benefit of the doubt where he really doesn't deserve it. He really, He's really only had maybe two great matches. One of them was against Brock Lesnar. The other one was against AJ Styles. Can you name another one? Shit, I mean... I mean, that's four years of being the... Four years of headlining WrestleMania. Him and Bray Wyatt had a couple decent matches. Nothing great. Um, Him and Bray Wyatt nah, had a couple I'm, decent matches. I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> what, they were great. I mean, you act like he, this guy is James Ellsworth, and he's not James yeah, he's Ellsworth. He's done some good stuff with Braun. He did some good stuff with Joe. Yeah, I was getting ready to say Braun Strowman. Great example. I mean, yeah, he once did again, a great job driving the ambulance. Okay, but okay, but there, but that's my point. That's creative. You don't think Roman Reigns is going up to Vince like Vince? I got a great idea. I'm going to be the big baby face, but let me run in the the, the uh, ambulance into this truck no. because that's what baby faces do. No. That's on Vince. No. That has nothing to do with Roman what Reigns. I'm, I'm saying is, if he was going to get over, he would have gotten over by now. And if he was good enough to get over, he would have gotten over by now. When you give him, crap, I always go back to what Y2J said about Daniel Bryan that he wasn't worried about him in NXT when Daniel Bryan was saddled with the Miz. And Y2J says, "I'm not worried about Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan's gotten over everywhere." The yes gimmick didn't hurt. That was his, though. Actually, him and John Cena came up with it, but that's another story for another time. John Cena's over, too. Okay, and he helped Daniel Bryan get over. Nobody has helped Roman Reigns get over. One person named Vince McMahon has tried to help this person get over, and that's it. it To our (laughs) three counts. Uh, the three counts going to be uh, we're in the money money in the bank season now, guys. Uh, we have. I was worried we were going to have two two money in the bank suitcases on each show, but it looks like we're going only going to have one men's, one women's, and it looks like we're going to have a tag team. Uh, from what I wear, that, that might be getting scrapped, but we'll have to wait and see. I'd rather have a cruiserweight one. I thought that two hundred five live would have. It'd be great to it'd have a 205 Live. It'd be a great Money in the Bank match, and yep. I, I think it would add some interest to the story on 205 Live. It would Live. Give a lot, put a lot more eyes on 205 if, Live. If, it was, if this roster was more, it had more depth, I would I would totally agree with you because it would give more eyes to 205. Drew Gulak on the top of a ladder. Okay. That, mean, that right there is Duke enough Gulak's sin my dog. Because, you, because that goes against his whole yeah. character. But the, if, you just got to give them a little bit. Maybe next year year after that, but we're re- revamping the whole 205 JCB roster. putting the cruiserweight division back one day at a time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that Buddy Murphy-Mustafa Ali match was awesome this week. Yeah, it week. was really good. Uh, so, so far we have Braun Strowman. Check. 
Who is the guy that's going to throw ladders around and throw a bunch of guys around? Not going to win. We have Miz, who could win. Who should win. I thought that them showing the way that he won it in 2010 and then cashed in on Randy Orton, I thought that that seemed a little prophetic. It was like on the nose. It was like, why are they showing this? You know, like maybe he's going to win again. Uh, I think Rusev, who I called like about a month or two back, I, it doesn't look like he's going to win, but I think it'd be fun if he won. Is there another guy that I'm missing that is going to be in the Money in the Bank match for the men? Who am I missing? Somebody else. Uh, never mind. It should be Chad Gable. Uh, on the women's side, we have Charlotte already, who doesn't need it. Well, she's out now. Like I said, she's getting surgery, so we can just scratch her off. And she's getting surgery now. Yeah, she won't. She won't be at Money in the Bank. Uh, they're shooting for SummerSlam at this point. Oh, I mean, SummerSlam. We're gonna have Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. I think that we're gonna have Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I'm saying yeah, Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman. Uh, that'd be better. Yeah, Brock uh, doesn't need. Oh, we have bank. Ember Moon. Who I have to say, I said on this podcast a couple weeks ago that nobody has a good suicide dive. Ember Moon has a great suicide dive. Like it always comes in with a lot of heat. It might hurt her opponent, but man, it yeah, goes she comes in under in the under the bottom two ropes. Right, too. right. that's yeah. what I'm saying. She comes in with enough. a lot of heat. I was not an Ember Moon believer before Monday night, but I my phone was charging, so I wasn't looking at my phone the other night when I was watching that triple threat match. Ember Moon, Ember Moon is badass. She's awesome. Yeah. Got I just wanted to see her do her finisher on Natty so it could be a total eclipse of the heart. Yeah, it was Ember Moon versus Ruby Dude. Riot and Sasha Banks, and it was it was a great match. In fact, uh, Raw was kind of cool because Raw also had the Roman Reigns, Finn Balor. Oh, Finn Balor was the other guy we forgot about. Finn Balor's going to be yeah. in the Money in the Bank match. Poor, good, yeah. That dude, man. He sh- they should have just moved him to SmackDown and just been done with it. You could have had a a Bullet Club, in club, whole thing with him, AJ Styles, and uh, the Good Brothers, it'd have been perfect. So we don't have to spend too much time on this, but Money in the Bank is coming up. Uh, you know who's not going to be there? Who? Brock Lesnar. Early, yeah, that's Mm-mm. true. Early, <laughs> early prediction. Early prediction. Early prediction, JCB. Uh, for the men, I'm going to go with Miz. It just it feels right. You can give it. You can bring Daniel Bryan into this at some point and do that match mm-hmm. for the women. Um, I want to do. I want to say Sasha. If no, take that back. Bailey. Bailey kind of fits a little more. If you want to flip her heel, like the rumor is, this makes more sense because Nia Jax. If and this is all depending on if it stays within the brand. If you can't jump over from one brand to another, say Bailey wins, can she claim to go after Carmella at any point? Just show up one night. Right. And- so, I mean, I'm going to just stick with that. I'll say Bailey women's and uh, Miz for the men. Two beer. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, we only got half. Um, I-, I think Miz is a safe bet for what we know now. Uh, it ju- it does just seem right. Um, I don't know what the women's... Um, I have no like real picks like right now. I mean, Becky just. Yeah, I mean, the other night, Becky's I mean, job out to Mandy Rose. Her, I couldn't believe that Becky would have been my pick, but not anymore. No, can't be anymore. Oscar might be a very safe bet too. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think Oscar's a safe bet for the women's. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my Rusev bet. I guess. I mean, there's no reason for me to go off it now because if I'm right, oh, I will never hear the end. I'll be I'll be right for a couple months. A couple months. That's gonna do it for our three counts. Uh, our our <laughs> our sec our second sponsor tonight, guys, is JJ Twigs on Southampton. JJ Twigs, I went up there Saturday before the Kentucky Derby, had a blast. Um, I know I tell you guys about this all the time, but they do have this breakfast pizza that is fucking fire. <laughs> it's a touch of butter, eggs, cheddar cheese, and I get Canadian bacon on mine. You can get anything else you want on it. Um, they have the Louisiana Purchase, which I split the other half of the pizza with and took it home. It's garlic, cream sauce, chicken, bacon, spinach, red onions. It is JJ Twigs on Southampton. It's about three blocks south of Eichelberger on Gothie. I completely recommend it. They'll pour your drink strong. Tell them the band from Ringside Sencha. They're a friend of the show. They're a sponsor of the show. They got great wings, great atmosphere. Uh, I watched the NBA and the Cardinals up there at the same time the other night, which is pretty much my heaven. Um, and I guess I spent a little bit too much time talking about Roman Reigns because we only got about 10 minutes left, guys. So let's <laughs> get to our... There's no counts left. No. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, right. Uh, I have something written down here. Uh, Can you read it? Yeah, it says blacks versus whites. Uh, it was uh, No Way Jose, Titus, and uh, Apollo boys? Cruz versus the Revival <laughs> and I Baron Corman. I will shake you, jokers up here. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid, though, right? That they put No Way Jose with Titus Worldwide. I mean, there's no point for that, except that Vince has I mean, no imagination Dana left. Dana Brooke in a conga line? I mean, I'll watch Dana Brooke read the phone book. Mm, that, was, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm a poet. Uh, uh, yeah, nothing going on here. There's nothing to see. Can God. we talk about the Bobby Lashley sit-down interview? I guess. Do you guys want to talk <laughs> about that? Like, what the fuck are they thinking? What happened like, between... Last I heard, he was released, and then we see that interview. No, that was JCB jump of the gun on some shit that was from, like, seven years ago. <laughs> he shared... JCB shared something on Facebook that was from seven years ago when Bobby Lashley got released. have a date, goddammit! <laughs> Maybe more than seven years ago. But uh, what happened was Bobby Lashley sat down with Renee Young for for an interview and just started talking about how much he loves his sisters. That was all he talked about. I I was I couldn't believe it when I was watching it. I was like, is this really the way that they think they're going to get Bobby Lashley over by talking about his three older sisters? Do you have any thoughts about this, JCP? When it first came up, I got excited because I was like, okay, this is perfect. You know, people don't remember Bobby Lashley. Yeah, you know, maybe he'll a, talk about how much he wants to kick ass or something. Right, you know. Nope. No. Mm-mm. Completely different. Once again, this is creative or Vince, someone making a bad call. Unless you're someone that remembers him and Donald Trump taking on Omaga and Vince McMahon, you don't remember who Bobby Lashley is. You need to remind the general population who the fuck Bobby Lashley is, and he could be legitimately one of those guys that could possibly take down Brock Lesnar. Instead, he's rambling on about his sisters. Hell, I got sisters. I'm not talking about my sisters when it comes to WWE and kicking ass. You got sisters? I got nine of them, baby. See, and then we... I don't even know that about Jesse. You got pictures? <laughs> hey, man, back the fuck up. He's got like nine sisters and like... They're all in their 70s. Ten brothers. Or yeah, something. right? That's what they say. We don't need pictures of that shit. 
it, it was it was just a bad creative look. You had the opportunity to remind us. The only way that Lashley, this would work, the only way that this would work, is they should have brought Bobby Lashley out the night after WrestleMania, had him do this interview, and the next week come out with his two sisters who were the Iconics, and be like, "These are my, these are my sisters." Oh man, that would have been have great. Have it be Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, and be like, like "Oh, the they're my sisters. These are my older sisters." See, that, that, <laughs> like that's why Jason Jordan didn't get over. Okay? Have, have yeah. Australian accents. Yeah. These are my older sisters, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. And then uh, goddamn Ron Simmons comes out and he's like, "They're my kids." <laughs> <laughs> And Peyton Royce does a little booty shake, and he's like, "Damn, I've officially lost this episode." Peyton right Royce, here. Is, Peyton Royce is. Did you know that she dates Ty Dillinger? I mean, she's the perfect ten. Mm. She uh, is high. Does she really date yeah, Ty Dillinger for like years? Buddy will- Murphy and Alexa Bliss go running together. Fucking Dozier and Mandy Rose are a couple. It's just a big orgy down there in Florida. Dog. <laughs> Jealous. <laughs> I think we've all lost control of this. Uh, we have uh, Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler. Do you think they're going to get if they have the Money in the Bank tag team tournament? I mean, the way it's laid out is that one person from each tag team is going to be in the Money in the Bank match. Do you have an early prediction for that if it actually happens? I mean, that makes sense. I think Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler makes sense to have them win. Absolutely. You know, their entrance is kind of like a poor man's version of Sheamus and Cesaro, though. Yeah, it is. Who have the best entrance in WWE. I've said it before. If uh, that's the case, I, I was let me jump in for 30 seconds. Sure. Look for Big E. This, this might be his chance to break up the New Day and let New Day be a tag team and push Big E as a singles guy. Uh, what do you think about Mojo being the first one to take the Intercontinental uh, Open Challenge to Seth Rollins? I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, you know, pretty decent match, kind of short. Uh, you know, he showed some energy, got some offense in. You know, there was never any doubt that he was going to job, but at the same time, they got some offense in there. Yeah, Seth made him look good. Somebody, yeah. somebody said, somebody said on Twitter that. Like the problem with Mojo is that for all the things that Mojo does well, there's a couple guys in the roster that do everything else better. You know, like I don't hate Mojo. I no, don't. I, I just I think he should be part of a tag team or part of a faction or something like that. He's never going to be, in my mind, WWE now, needs a solid faction. There, there. Now there have been guys that have defied expectations for forever, like Stone Cold Steve Austin was uh, stunning Steve Austin, and before that, he was the ringmaster and shit Jesus like that. So Christ. You never know. Uh, I think Shinsuke Nakamura is really coming to his own as a heel. Like, he cut a great promo oh, yeah, on when, SmackDown. When he said no. About, and then he said, speak English. English. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's so, he's so he good. Nakamura's the shit. Um, are they breaking up Cesaro and Sheamus, or do you think this is just a fun way for them to go around it? Who knows? I think, I, if anything, it's maybe um, Seamus, you know, going for surgery or something. Yeah, to give uh, him a break. I think, I think Seamus is done that from could what be I hear. Too. Like, he's just winding it down. Like, he's got the same injury that Edge has. Right. Um, what about Rusev beating Daniel Bryan? I know we talked about Money in the Bank earlier, but Rusev being Daniel Bryan clean, I know it sets marks on fire, and I know they get super upset about it. But what I said, what I say is that... Um, Daniel Bryan was beloved not because he was dominant but because he was vulnerable and Rusev needed the big TV win and they finally gave Rusev that big TV win and 
Uh, Aiden English was barely involved at all. It was a clean win. It was, it was the best thing that could have happened, really, for everybody involved. Yep. And they and the and the camera dwelled on Daniel Bryan yep. as the show closed out to know that like losing's not a bad thing as as long as losing's part of a storyline. Yeah, and the, the bigger story is the underdog story. That's who Daniel Bryan is. You shouldn't get away from that. People shouldn't expect and really Daniel Bryan they, to win every they fucking need match. to tap into Rusev. They really do need to tap into Rusev. Oh my god, I mean, it's we, such yeah, organic. But, I mean, it's just happened organically. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that Daniel Bryan would be four weeks in to coming back, six weeks in from announcing that he's okay, and that the crowd in the main event of a SmackDown would be chanting "Daniel Bryan Rusev Day," "Daniel yeah. Bryan Rusev Day," where it were like all the male voices were yelling "Rusev Day." That's insane. He's the most over product that they have right now. It doesn't matter, Vince. This is the ultimate end on the be all, and they you, could, to- you could build this up to Money in the Bank and have Rusev win. And five minutes before Rusev decides he wants to go up and get the, the briefcase, Vince can call an audible. The Vince, only Vince will not allow this to happen. The only period. problem, the only problem I have with what's going on with Rusev Day, besides them not winning, is that uh, Aiden English is now kind of rapping. Instead of singing like, like spoken he's, word, he's like half what? Look, opera singer, half rapper. That, look, there is nothing wrong with that as far as I'm concerned. That just gives it an, another level. You can rap. Oh, you the can black sing. guy likes to rap, and huh? Shocker, I know. <laughs> look, man, I about to say that's good. That's like, that's another option that, that keeps fucking, him fresh. He's not fucking Nas, man. He sounds like nobody's Trent asking him to be Nas, man. <laughs> Shit, just say something that's fucking funny. Goddamn. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, there's a bunch of birthdays going around. It's a big week for birthdays. Oh, uh, we got Kevin Owens is 34. How old are you, Zach? 33. Ooh. I can still make it. Well, Osprey is 25. Tommaso Ciampa. This is unbelievable. Oh, my God. That was the best. You saw he blocked WWE Network on Twitter yeah, for he, wishing him happy birthday. It's so great. <laughs> Fucking ultimate heel moves. Oh my God. So great. Do you know how old Tommaso Ciampa is? 32. Fuck. What do you say? I have no he idea. He looks older, but I'm just going opposite of what I think. He's 33. Wow. Damn. I thought he was 42. He looks older. I thought, I, he, yeah. I thought he was older than me. The beard really fucks sure. me up. I, I, I had no idea. Tito Santana still alive? Yeah. 65. William Regal still alive? Yeah. 50. Billy Kidman still alive? Yep. 44. Uh, Lince Dorado, he was on 205 this week. Is he still alive? <laughs> Sorry, uh, yes. 31. <laughs> what about Glacier? Nobody knows. 54. Uh, Owen Hart's uh, enjoying retirement, I think. Uh, the name sounds familiar. <laughs> I think he wants to spend more time with his family. Dude, we're all going to hell. I, I said I was going to be above this this week. And I'm just over here like, oh, I'm all going to just fire. Whee! Owen Hart's spending more time with Benoit. <laughs> oh! Hey guys, we know there's a lot of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you taking the time to listen to ours for Shock City Studios. Jack! <laughs> for Andrew Bushway. Jack! For Soul Taco. For JJ Twigs. Jack! For Bogey Smith. Vice. My brother, Jack. For Two Beer Zach Bowman. For Jason Cornelius Bell. I'm Bill Vegan. Everybody, don't be heels. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, no, boo